Hi everyone, and welcome to another episode from the Linklater's ESG Soundbite series. I'm Terry Yangu, a Managing Associate in the London Financial Regulation Group, and today I'm joined by my colleague Claire Wiles. Welcome, Claire. Hi, Terry. Great to be here. So in today's episode, Claire and I will be discussing the upcoming SFDR Level 2 rules and some of the loose ends that firms should be aware of as we get closer to implementation date. As I'm sure uh, our listeners know, the final version of the Level 2 rules were published in the official journal on the 25th of July to then eventually apply from the 1st of January 2023. So Claire, opening with a pretty broad question, were there any major changes in the final version of the rules? Thanks, Terry. So in short, the answer is unsurprisingly and thankfully no. The final rules are substantively much the same as the final draft that the Commission adopted back in April. As I'm sure our listeners will recall, that April draft confirmed quite a few significant points. For instance, it clarified some of the metrics and methodologies around PACES, although it did not substantively change the list. It also reinforced the position that Article 9 funds can only contain SFDR sustainable investments, apart from, of course, hedging instruments, cash held as ancillary liquidity, and positions required under sectoral rules. And that final draft also made clear that all Article 9 and Article 8 funds, which commit to making environmentally sustainable investments under the SFDR, have to make quantitative graphical disclosures on taxonomy alignment, even if they don't take the taxonomy into account. Thanks, Claire. That, that's really helpful. I think we also received various updates from ESMA and the Commission after that April final draft, um, didn't we? Yes, that's right. So the Commission's final draft was followed by a Commission Q&A, an ESMA supervisory briefing, and an ESA joint statement all over the course of May and June. So those publications gave quite a range of clarifications on SFDR, the taxonomy, and the level two text, although actually they referred back to an earlier level two draft, but their comments are of course still relevant. Some of these clarifications were quite helpful, for instance, providing more detail on PASI calculations and guidance on the application of the do no significant harm test. But the Commission also gave some, you know, quite confusing and unhelpful commentary, particularly around the scope of level one taxonomy disclosures and also how SFDR applies to closed products. So if any of our listeners would like a deep dive or a refresher on those publications, I'd recommend listening to our Asset Management Spotlight webinar from the 4th of July, which you can find on our know-how portal. It goes through all the changes proposed in those publications and how we've seen firms dealing with them. But in any event, given all of those updates that came out prior to the final level two text being published, it's good news for us that firms don't have another new set of changes to grapple with ahead of the 1st of Jan. Yeah, no, that's very good news indeed. So does that mean that the level two rules are fully settled then? So unfortunately, no. There are still some loose ends that we'll need to watch out for. One of these is the position on nuclear power and natural gas. So the technical screening criteria for nuclear power and natural gas under the taxonomy were also published in the official journal in mid-July. And there's now a two month period during which that act can be legally challenged. And that will end of course in mid-September. In the meantime though, the ESAs are also proposing further amendments 
on product exposure to gas and nuclear activities. And so really the purpose of these amendments is to ensure that all the level two pre-contractual website and periodic disclosures are fully transparent about investments in gas and nuclear energy activities. In particular, making clear what proportion these investments represent within all investments and also within environmentally sustainable economic activities. Right. So how would these proposals fit in with the 1st of January 2023 timing for level two disclosures? So it's really not entirely clear at this stage. The original intention seemed to be that the Commission would use an urgency procedure and push through a draft RTS without any consultation. But it's not clear if that approach will be adopted. And so this is something we are continuing to monitor. I do think more generally, perhaps, it is worth bearing in mind that just because the EU taxonomy is labeling nuclear and natural gas as environmentally sustainable under certain conditions, that doesn't mean that investors are obliged to, in fact, finance these activities, although they will need to make disclosures. Yes, understood. Thanks, Claire. I guess more generally, is there anything else for our listeners to be watching out for? Yes, there is. So the ESAs also have a mandate to propose amendments related to PASIs and to the transparency of financial products disclosures. The ESAs have to submit a new draft RTS on this to the Commission by April 2023, and the Commission will then have three months to decide whether or not to adopt it. So now to be clear, this won't affect the implementation of SFDR Level 2 in January, but it will, of course, be a new hurdle next year for firms to contend with. Yes, and, and in terms of the changes, what, what sorts of changes are we looking at here then? Well, I think the Commission has really recognized that SFDR level two can't be delayed any further beyond January, but at the same time, it's really not in an ideal form, and that's why they are embarking on this review process. So the guiding principle for the ESAs is that their amendments should reflect developments in the ESG space and also ensure that all the rules are based on well-substantiated evidence in order to prefer, prevent any potential safeguards washing, per se. So in relation to the PASI amendments, the ESAs will be looking at two main things. First of all, they'll be looking at extending the list of indicators for PASIs, as well as potentially other indicators. And second, they'll be looking at refining the context of all the indicators and their definitions, methodologies, metrics, and presentation. Yeah, sounds like quite a difficult uplift for firms, if you ask me, in particular given the challenges that are, you know, firms already facing around data collection for the current list of PASIs. Yes, I mean, that's absolutely right. The idea that the list of PASI indicators could get expanded or more tightly defined in the future is really only going to complicate this process. In addition, it's worth noting that changing the list of PASIs could well impact on firms' classifications of instruments as SFDR sustainable investments, since, of course, one of the limbs of that test, the do no significant harm limb, relies on firms setting and using PASI-based screens. And what about the um, transparency changes, Claire? What are the ESAs looking at here? So here the ESAs are looking at proposing amendments again to the level two, really in relation to all of the disclosure requirements, pre-contractual website and periodic reports. They'll be looking in particular at proposing amendments in relation to decarbonization targets, 
including intermediary targets and milestones and actions pursued. The ESAs will also be looking at whether the level two provisions for financial products that fall under the taxonomy regulation, specifically articles five and six, sufficiently address all the disclosure and information requirements on environmentally sustainable economic activities. So it could be quite a wholesale uh, set of changes there. Yeah, thanks, Claire. So really, I think the message here is that even with the level two text in the official journal, there are still quite a few EU updates to come, which firms absolutely need to keep an ear to the ground on and prepare for, but not to worry, of course, because we'll be tracking those and, and updating firms as and when we have more intel. Um, I think we're almost out of time. So I guess I'll say a quick thank you to our listeners today for tuning in. Thank you to you too, Claire, for your very helpful insights. That's goodbye for now from us. <laughs>